Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Programme. Today is day 10, meaning we're in Genesis 19 and 20, and then Mark chapter 3, verses 22, through into chapter 4, verse 9. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage, and really what a dreadful place sin can take us. Chapter 19 begins with a wonderful scene, though. Two angels visit Sodom, and Lot shows great hospitality. He shows kindness to these beings, ensuring they have a place to stay and food to eat. But it's at this moment the sin of the city becomes apparent. The men of the city come to Lot's house demanding to see the angels. And notice in verse 5 they use this phrase, that they may know them. This is a phrase that indicates sexual desire, to have sexual intercourse with these angels. And what we are seeing here is a mob of men seeking to commit grievous and homosexual acts with the angels. Lot, in his own sinful manner, aims to save the angels, yet his attempts are equally horrendous as he offers up his daughters instead. But in the end, the angels act, and Lot and his family are removed from the city with one clear command. Don't look back. Desire nothing that is in this city, for not only is the city sinful, but nothing good will come from it. Well, Lot's wife would not obey and found herself punished, and most significantly, though, Sodom and Gomorrah were completely destroyed. Now, many Christians would argue that homosexuality is not a sin, but just look at how God responds in these verses. Such was his wrath against these actions that he destroyed two great cities and an entire valley. God will not tolerate sin. The situation continues to become more sordid and sinful because Lot's daughters seek a kingdom through having heirs of their own. So they decide to make their father drunk and get pregnant by incest. And you see, only a few days ago, we were reading about the perfect creation of God. Now we're reading the horrendous places that sin can take us. The nations that come from these births in these two daughters are evil and will continually cause harm to the people of God. Sin doesn't only just impact us now, it impacts our future generations. But maybe Abraham can save the day again. Maybe his actions can remind us that there is still some good in people. Well, not a chance, because Abraham goes to his own sinful self and untrusting ways, tricking others into thinking that Sarah is once again his sister. Do you know, when I read these passages, I find myself feeling quite sick over sin. Nobody wakes up in the morning and aims to be evil. Rather, Satan, in his devious and crafty ways, tempts us and guides us to the most horrendous things. We so desperately need Jesus, for we are so desperately wicked. That is why we need to spread the good news of Jesus, for too many people are living in the darkness thinking these actions are either okay or they're condemned, so what's the point in even trying? We need to tell people about Jesus, for if we don't, they will be condemned to eternity in hell. And I hope nobody listening would want that for anyone. And so as we read of the sinful actions of the people of the daughters of Abraham, we should well up with a desire to take the gospel to the nations. Let's head now into our New Testament passage and into Mark's gospel. What we are beginning to see is really different reactions to Jesus. Some are captivated, others are frustrated, and still others are terrified. And no matter who you are, you will always have a reaction to Jesus, his words and his actions. And here in Mark 3, the latest reaction is to determine that Jesus is the prince of demons. Instead of being one sent by God, he must have been one sent by Satan. Yet this is a truly ludicrous statement, as Jesus points out. For Jesus has been busy casting out demons, essentially weakening the effect and impact of Satan's plans. The accusation of being the prince of demons would be to say that he is actively bringing destruction 
to his own kingdom. And Jesus is no unclean spirit here. He is the son of God who is now waging war on Satan and the sin he tempts us with. Yet this doubt over who Jesus is doesn't just come from the religious leaders. It comes from Jesus' own family as they show up and begin to set about a bit of a stir. Remember, they doubt his claims and think that he's gone mad. While Jesus is teaching, his family appear and we assume to try and silence his claims. Jesus declares that his family are not those who stand outside the door, but those who, in verse 35, do the will of God. Essentially, to follow Jesus is to be his family. And it seems pretty harsh on his family members, but what we see here is an elevated moment. In other words, the spiritual is more important than the earthly. It is at this moment, when speculation of Jesus is at an all-time high, that Jesus teaches the most famous parable of the sower. And tomorrow we'll look at its meaning, but safe to say the following. Not all seed will produce a good crop. Yet when there is seed that produces a good crop, it will produce one like you have never seen before. What are we to take from our reading in Mark today? Well, not everyone is going to suddenly follow Jesus just because you told them about the gospel. I once read a study that said you had to invite someone to church at least three times before they end up coming. Apply that to gospel sharing. You have to share the gospel sometimes, not all the times, at least three times for a person to know who Jesus really is. I wonder, do you have the sticking power and resilience to keep witnessing to the people around you who at first glance will likely ignore the message you give? My encouragement would be to keep going, for you never know who might be that great seed in fertile soil producing a crop like you've never seen before. Let's close our time by praying. Father, we recognise sin in ourselves as we read about Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah and his daughters. And Father, we are sickened by our sin that took Jesus to the cross. And so we pray for your mercy and your forgiveness. We pray that you would renew our hearts and that we would be acceptable in our worship and our praise to you. Father, we pray that we would take the gospel to the nations. We pray, Father, that we would have that sticking power to invite people to know Jesus more. And Father, we pray that we would find there would be good soil as we spread your word. Father, we pray that this week would be all for you and that we would focus our attention on the kingdom of God. We pray this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.